0: Welcome to the Canadian Transportation Equipment Association's On the Radar podcast with CTEA's Director of Government and Industry Relations, Don Moore. This is episode 14. Canadian workplaces are bursting with talented and imaginative people. But are you giving everyone on your team an equal opportunity to contribute and to grow within the organization? In this episode, you'll learn how to tap into that potential. By embracing diversity and inclusivity, you open doors to talent and creativity you might never know existed within your organization. Don Moore and his guest, Tara Lehman, discussed the need for and the benefits of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in the modern workplace. Now, here's your host, Don Moore.
1: Uh, Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Today, I'd like to welcome Tara Lehman. She's Division Director and Facilitator for Trucking and Transportation for Canada and the U.S. for NetWomen. Welcome, Tara.
2: Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here.
1: Okay, well, how about starting by telling us a little bit about yourself and NetWomen and and what, what you offer?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of your audience might know where I come from. Um, My name is Tara Lehman, and I used to work at Haldex up here in Canada. Um, So a lot of uh, your members are very familiar to me. I worked there for over 23 years, going from customer service to eventually leading Canada, as well as doing some global work with leadership training and a couple other things. So I left there in 2022, and I now am doing some work with NetWomen, NetWomen is an organization that started in 2020 and basically over in the UK, the owner and founder, Pinky Gadiali, uh, she started it as a membership for female leaders so that we felt that we had more support, especially in more male-dominated industries, so she's in the tech industry as the example, and so it allowed for a lot more support for female leaders. And then more recently, in the last couple of years, we've opened it up to organizations because we see the need to become more visible when it comes to inclusive leadership, inclusive workplaces, and the space around DEIB. So what I do for NetWomen is we do offer training. A couple of the trainings are CPD or your your professional development credit approved as well as some others as well but we don't just offer that we see training as a good starting point but we also believe in professional development so more recently we've opened up coaching uh, and mentoring and for the industry because i'm in the industry i am the coach and mentor for netwomen on behalf of trucking and transportation and all that goes with it including manufacturing uh so if, That is something else that we've now offered along with some other things, such as membership for female leaders has changed a little bit, a little bit more dynamic now, as well as, yeah, just information and a lot of other great things coming soon.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to move right along here. And why is it important to you to bring more knowledge of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, or DEIB, into the trucking and transportation and the manufacturing sectors?
2: Yeah, good question. For me, it's extremely important. I come from the industry and I always have seen, you know, that it is a very male-dominated industry. And I'm going to use gender because it's an easy thing to talk about in the podcast today as my examples. There's, of course, other diversities out there. But I feel it's really important to bring it in because I feel sometimes that the industries. Um, our industry as well as others can be a little bit um, more tunnel vision when it comes to ideas or with actually listening to different uh, perspectives, so to speak. So bringing in diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging and that knowledge of what an inclusive leader is and what an inclusive leadership team does for an inclusive workplace is really important to me. I want to see more, you know, female leaders in the trucking, transportation, manufacturing sector, of course, and diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging all are parts of inclusive workplaces and inclusive leadership. So it's important to bring a lot more knowledge and understanding of these things into the organizations. And just as NetWomen has that as a focus, I know the CTEA is also trying to bring some more knowledge of that as well into organizations, as well as many other organizations and industries as well. It's about making sure we have diversity in our workforces and more ideas, and that we feel that we can be brought into organizations, even just as women, for example, into the manufacturing, trucking, uh, you know, sector. So for me, it's really important to bring a commitment of my vision of bringing more female leaders into this industry, but also a commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging.
1: So it's not just women that uh, is part of the focus here, but also just a broader sense, more diversity, equity, and including more um other groups that may be exactly. underrepresented in our yes. our industry.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, there are there is a lot of diversity that is missing in the industry. In some cases, there are some companies, of course, that are doing great job at this, and other companies that really don't have a diverse workforce where they could really be bringing in more diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging to help them become better workplaces places that people talk about as a place to work. So it's easy for recruiting, you know, even to bringing in new ideas so that they can broaden their horizons on who their customer bases are and become more profitable too.
1: Right. So can you help us understand what uh, DEIB really means?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it is diversity, equity, inclusion, or inclusivity, and belonging. So diversity, a lot of people know what that means according to what they hear or the laws that you have, your human rights or employment laws that really do state what diversity is in your province or territory. But it's the basics people recognize are things like race, ethnicity, even the languages we speak, sexual orientation or gender, age groups, disabilities, all those types of backgrounds. What we like to add into that, that is sometimes missed, are things about our diverse backgrounds. So it could be the way that we think because we come from different cultures, which is another diversity is our cultural backgrounds. So maybe we think differently. It can be our intellectual backgrounds or even how much we've been trained or not trained when it comes to different things. So diversity really is about looking at everybody as different because we are and I say that as an identical twin sister um you know we're <laughs> even more diverse <laughs> so it's really really important to remember that diversity is more than just gender and age and and race and those things you typically hear about but it's also about our backgrounds our beliefs our cultures education things like that
1: it's interesting because that uh that really came to light this last fall uh, at our conference, which was out Mm -hmm. in, uh, in New Brunswick. And we had a couple of sessions on, on basically workforce and, and uh, you know, bringing in uh, immigrants from Mm -hmm. other cultures, from other countries and how challenging it really was and and how some of the companies involved who uh, sat on a panel with me, what their experience was uh, and some of the challenges that they ran into uh, because of those differences in, in culture and the way we think. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. a really important point, I think.
2: Oh, absolutely. And it becomes more and more important as our workplaces become more and more diverse as we move forward. Right on. Yes. So, Equity is basically recognizing that we're all a little bit different. And a lot of people think equity, they think pay equity, which is obviously the what people think of as men versus women. And let me be clear, still a big problem in Canada. I was recently reading a Stats Canada article that talked about all industries, so not just ours, but all industries in general. And there's still a $5 gap between women versus men on the pay issues. So it's still there. But there's other types of equity as well. So I mentioned I have an identical twin sister, I'm going to use her and I as an example. We're identical near twins, meaning she's left handed, and I'm right handed. So if we are on one of the manufacturing lines that involves scissors, for example, equality is giving us the same scissors to do the job. Equity is giving us the exact scissors we need. So for her left handed, me right handed, to have the out same outcome and be able to accomplish the job in the same way. So equity is really recognizing that we are all different and we come from those backgrounds, as you mentioned as well. Um, and we need to make sure we have those opportunities to have the same outcome as everybody else.
1: Okay. Uh, inclusion?
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> I so guess when it it comes- it's all, you know. Yeah, when it comes to inclusion, a lot of people know what that word means. And but it's about taking that to heart now. So it is including not just a diverse workforce, but all their all the things that we need, as well as those ideas such as you were talking about with regards to your fall conference, and really understanding that we need to all be treated fairly and equally, and we all need to feel like we are being included. And this does touch a little bit on the belonging as well, which is really that sense of you know being accepted and included, included as a member of the team. So if I'm sitting at a you know a table and it's eight men and I'm the only female, do I feel included in the conversation? Are you welcoming me in so I can feel welcome and heard and also belong as part of the team? we really need to ensure that there is enough support and security in our workforces to be who we are as well as being included and listened to and feeling comfortable with sharing. So that is, you know, some of the high level overview of some of the definitions of diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging.
1: Well, uh, I just got thinking there for a minute about how, you know, I think I have evolved myself over, <laughs> over the years so much, you know, when you're, when you're, you're younger, you're starting off into maybe middle management or whatever, you, you have a tendency to, you know, do a lot, a lot more talking maybe than you should uh, also <laughs> yeah. turn around and and you, you, you listen, but you're not hearing what they're saying, yeah. not, you, you know? And so, uh, I think those are, you know, important elements and a little more, there's a little more meat to that than, uh, than a lot of people think.
2: Absolutely. And listening is a great way to think about it. I mean, we have two ears and some people listen where it goes in one and out the other, (laughs) (laughs) But, but when it comes to inclusion and belonging, we need to not only just feel like we've been listened to, we need to know that you're taking it to heart. We need to have that conversation, collaborate together, you know, or if, We can't do, you know, maybe it's an idea I bring up for something, female safety in trucking industry somewhere. If it's not possible because it's going to cost a million dollars and our budget's $100,000 is to let me know why, not just listen and walk away. Because then I don't feel that I was heard. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's a very good point.
1: Well, and we all we all have our bad days where uh, you know maybe we're we're not tuned in. There's a lot of other things on our mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, there has to be this impression that in general, the the company, uh, the organization, uh, does pay attention to such things and does care.
2: Yes, exactly. We really mm-hmm. need to feel, especially with diverse workforces. You know, if I am the only female in the room, I really need to feel like I belong there and that you are going to listen to what I say. If I say, hey, there's only men's bathrooms here, what are you going to do for me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, it, that it's heard, right? And that, you know, yeah. you really feel that way. Yes, absolutely.
1: So what do you see as the issues in our industry?
2: Yeah, I, I do feel that there, I mean, we've come a long way. There's a lot of good changes happening. But we still see issues in the industry. Um, You know, washrooms is a big one, I'll just say it. We know it's still a big one. Um, But there's also things that happen such as harassment that is accepted. You know, I remember hearing more than one time in my many, many years is, oh, that's just how they are. You know, but that's not necessarily what's making us feel comfortable or psychologically safe. You know, I can use an example for myself. We had a temp employee, and this is many, many years ago. We had a temp employee who was doing all these sexual, you know, I don't know what to call it, like things with his, you know, face and stuff and kissy face or whatever you want to call it through my office window. And and I said something, but there's a lot of places where people don't feel that they can actually say something to get it taken care of. So making sure that we are absolutely, you know, working towards fixing things like that. And, you know, I was very lucky they took care of it immediately, you know, it it can't be left as something. So those barriers are still out there for different backgrounds and different diversities for sure. I believe another barrier is, you know, how are we recruiting? How are we retaining employees And that is out there, I mean, as a woman who applied for a customer service job way back when, I had no idea that Haldex was trucking and transportation, but there is perceptions out there still that manufacturing and trucking and transportation and other typically male dominated industries don't talk to us women. And we just don't feel like we're gonna be welcome there or we're gonna have these issues that I have with harassment. So that mindset is still out there. That perception is still out there. And we need to change that. We need to let people of other diverse backgrounds know it's safe. We're going to protect you from things like that. So there's still those barriers of talking to those people who still have those perceptions that our industry is very male dominated, um, you know, maybe still has those crazy calendars or pictures that aren't appropriate for everybody in the workplace where so much has changed and is changing. But if we don't allow people to know that, if we don't share that with potential people who are going to be in our industry in one way or another, then you might be missing out on those things still. Even language barriers are another thing, you know, that a lot Mm -hmm. of industry sees. Um, So a lot of barriers like those types of things I see more commonly
1: yeah i think I think things have improved definitely mm-hmm. um yeah. certainly i i know in like i I currently work out of my home office uh uh for the association and uh you know get getting together as a group you at our conference uh you know looking at the attendance uh at our webinars and that we are i'm definitely seeing more women involved uh, mm-hmm. in in, uh, in these things. Uh definitely at the uh, levels of say in our engineering. Well, hey, when I was a mechanical engineering student mm-hmm. back many, many years ago, 40 years ago, um <laughs> that I graduated, uh and my graduating class of uh mechanical engineering had eighty-three graduates in nineteen
2: eighty-three. Mm-hmm. Oh wow
1: and uh <laughs> um of those there were two ladies. Mm-hmm. And um Both actually, you know, good friends of mine, and they and they were excellent students. They were excellent. I I think they probably are are, uh, did very well in engineering. Um, But that's just it. It was you know you have eighty three, eighty one of those are men. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, That is starting to change, though. I look at the SAE uh, groups that I'm in, uh, that are very you know it's truck and bus standards development, Mm -hmm. and the representation from various companies. Haldex is one on the supplier side that the the those tier one suppliers, as well as the OEM uh, truck manufacturers, etc. Uh, the technical folks a lot more are 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 women and they're sharp. They're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, and um, what is good to see is like uh, us old-timers <laughs> are taking and t- taking them and 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 mentoring them along, like with all the guys. You know, like mm-hmm. with all of the people that we're dealing with, and, yes. and that's uh, that's really good to see. Uh, I, and because we really we need the people, we need the the talent. The talent's there. Why wouldn't yeah. we take advantage and use that and work with that to to develop it? And yeah. uh, you know, so I think that it that is changing, as you say. Yeah, um, I, maybe I not as changing. fast as we'd like, but it is changing. <laughs>
2: I, I see it as well. My very first conference that was a Canadian conference I went to in the early 2000s it was about 125 ish people there. There was like six women and I was one of them. Mm-hmm. and the last one I went to there was a lot more than that. It's still easy for you know to remember the female female uh, names when you see them mm-hmm. each year than it is the men but it was a large difference over the 20 years. Um, from that first conference and I was one of I believe it was six women I was shocked um, to you know one of the last ones where you're seeing a lot more there so we are seeing changes for the good absolutely agree with you on that yeah
1: no it's, it's good well when it comes to communicating and keeping up to date with the DEIB and the issues what tips do you have for for this audience
2: yeah absolutely know the law That is always the first place I tell people to go, because if you don't know what your law is telling you you need to do for, you know, your health and safety laws, for example, or your your human rights laws around what is diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, it's a good place to start to understand where you might have gaps at your organization. Another, you know, great thing would be not only to look at the laws, but look at your policies and make sure that they're not 10 years old. You know, I always say, review those policies, those key policies, at least annually, just to make sure you're not only meeting and exceeding the law, but that if you have things that have changed within your own organization, that you can then make sure they're updated and train. It Training is never a one and done. And that's why we talk a lot about coaching and mentoring and professional development. Because training is the first step, but you need to continue that. And as things change with the law or things change with your policy, you need to continually update that as well. And look at your recruiting and look at how are you you doing that and what are your policies around that. So those are some of the key tips I would start with, especially if you're new to the DEIB world when it comes to the policies. And if you have something in place already, fantastic, fantastic. Make sure you audit it. Make sure it's kept up to date, and make sure you're continually developing your your leaders and your workforce, and knowing what this means.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the uh, one of the the hard parts is keeping that documentation up to date. I it mean, we, always is. <laughs> we, we, we deal with that. Where like one of our core uh, services we provide for our members is keeping on top of of regulations. Uh, around mm-hmm. manufacturing vehicles, manufacturing, yeah. you know, in particular trucks and trailers and, um, you know, the, the 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 whole idea of having to keep the, you know, di- the documentation required to show compliance of that product and, and all of the products. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's challenging because it is the one thing that they'll come back to us and say, oh, well, hmm. Uh, I don't know that we've been doing it right. Can we can we go over that again? That's mm-hmm. great. I mean, that's at least acknowledging. Hey, you know, we we need yes. to have it. Uh, you know, you've got people changing constantly in the organization. Yeah, there's always turnover. There's people you know coming and going that you know, need to understand the various things. So that's always a good thing. And, and mm-hmm. any policy document, I think that it's important to stress to to our listeners that you know anything policies procedures they really should be considered living documents and they really have to be looked at continuously. Yes. And that's what you're saying is just, you know, that's one element,
2: uh, mm-hmm. but it's
1: an important element.
2: It's a very important because that's what can then lead you to understanding your gaps and lead you to understanding what training or professional development or other things that you may need um, in order to meet what you're you're saying that you're going to be doing.
1: Right. And with you know, the, the labor issues that I know we're experiencing experiencing in our, our industry, and I, it's the same across any number of industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really have to, uh, to, you know, take note of these things you've been discussing, you know, talking to us about, and really, uh, you know, continue to improve, to bring in that talent that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that, and, and I always in some cases always has been it's just a matter of acknowledging it and trying to make it um make them welcome make them feel belonged yeah exactly (laughs)
2: exactly and get rid of those um, old perceptions right
1: exactly exactly
2: Yes. yes well
1: um i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today um i i uh I look forward to uh, staying in touch. I'm sure, you know, there's, there's some other things that we've talked about and, yeah. and trying to help the association, uh, understand things. And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at things like webinars, et cetera. So, uh, I certainly like to have, uh, have you back, uh, and, and stay in touch with net women and have, uh, have them involved in our, our membership and, and letting, uh, Letting the members know that, that is, you're there as a resource.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would I would love to stay in touch. And if anybody needs me, they can feel free to reach out.
1: How can we get hold of you? How, how can the association and the membership get, get hold of you for, for more information and training, etc.?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So just so everybody knows, I am Canadian, true and true. But the website is netwomen.us. My email is tara at netwomen.us. So anybody can reach out to me at any time with any needs or questions. Um, yeah, I'm here to to help and to provide any information I can. Thanks, Don.
1: Yeah, and if anybody else out there needs information and I don't remember that, just get hold of me. Well, thanks again. And thank you listeners for uh, tuning in and uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted on future, uh, future podcasts. Thanks a lot. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for staying with us right to the end of this episode. Dawn was speaking with Tara Lehman. She's NetWomen's Division Director and Facilitator for Trucking and Transportation Industries in Canada and the USA. Be sure to subscribe to the On The Radar podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get a notification each time we publish a new episode. And if you've got a minute, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and a rating. That'll help more people to find us. On behalf of Don Moore and the CTEA, we hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening.